Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Layman's Guide to the Multiverse, where we dive between the panel and break through the fourth wall. I am your host, Matt, and with me this week, I have Paolo. Hello. Hello. I have, hello. I have Mike. Hello. Hello. I have Ed. Yo, what up? So today we want to talk about classic RPGs. The space-time continuum. Mm. We love them. The final Wait. frontier. Space. <laughs> So, I mean, <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> Final I'm, Frontier, that's Star Trek, man. <laughs> I'm still, listen, okay, I'm still recovering from last night and finishing watching the, la- the last Loki episode. But yes, we're talking about RPGs, our love of RPGs, how much they have affected us into the people that we are today. It turned us into Bro. a bunch of fucking nerds. That's how it affected us. What the? What? <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i i Mm -hmm. I feel like okay so i feel like we gotta like the fact that rpgs and like just literally that that those three letters which are essentially just role-playing games have such a profound effect on us including like everything that we read nowadays a lot of the things that we enjoy a lot of the likes that we have i mean a lot of things in in just nerd, nerd culture in general um and even popular nerd culture yeah, affected by role-playing games, essentially. Like, the first role-playing games that came out for us. And I think, for many of us, maybe the games that we played back in, like, the early 90s, mid-2000s, uh, mid early 90s, like, late 80s. Oh, no, you guys are 80, late 80s babies. Well, for me, well, yeah. well, well, for me... Ladies babies. Yeah, for, for me, I, I think my first would probably be Super Nintendo playing what was called at the time Final Fantasy III. So that's Whoa. that's my entry point. You mean Final Fantasy Six? Yeah, Final Fantasy Six, but at the time it was three. Because yeah, yeah, Baka Gaijin, how dare you? Why did they do that? <laughs> because uh, okay, it's funny because uh, RPGs back then kind of had a negative connotation, and what the. A lot of games didn't get released to the Western market because they didn't think they were sell. Actually, um, Satanic Panic. No, not even so much the Satanic Panic. I mean, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Bernie Solar, who's the president of Sega. I was in holding the Bernie Sanders. <laughs> no, no, no. And once again, asking for your financial. <laughs> no, he was he was famous uh, back in the Sega Saturn days of saying like, no, let's don't bring RPGs over to the West. You know, only nerdy people play those. To this or, day, to this day, wow. there is there is a tactical RPG game for the Sega Saturn. That I have been dying to play again. And I remember my friend let me borrow his Saturn for the sheer purpose of playing this fucking game. And I have not been able to play it since. Dragon Force? Dragon Force. Yeah, I've heard good good things about that game. That game is so good. Yeah, I almost crashed my car in a torrential downpour to uh, Fury of the Storm by Dragon Force. (laughs) Is it those damn RPGs? (laughs) Yeah. Pushing our cars. See, Fucking like, satanic panic over here. Don't play D&D, you summon the Satans. It comes with pesto. But like so many of those games only made it to the West because uh, you had uh, companies like Working Designs agree to front the bill for translation and uh, reprogramming the games so that they would be in English. You know, it wasn't done by major studios. Or who's who's Working Designs? They were an independent uh, developer, and what they would do is they would... Um, they would take a Japanese game, usually an RPG, but they also did some action games as well. And they would get the game, they would get the source code, and they would translate the whole thing. Oh, what a bunch of nice guys. Well, that's great. And gals. Yeah, and, and that's why a lot of their and games... And non-binary pals. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay, so ironic that you mentioned them, because I looked them up just now. Um, yeah. Just to kind of see exactly what you're talking about. And Working mm-hmm. Designs is the same team... That gave us Lunar, the Silver Star story. Ooh. One of my one of my favorite games. Lunar's pretty good. Um, mm. Both pretty good voice acting. Lunar pretty, Eternal yeah. Blue. Yes, I'm gonna say pretty good voice acting for the uh, Super Nintendo as well. Or uh, 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 Sega PlayStation. CD. Well, okay. So ironic that you mentioned it. So this that was originally Sega CD. It was, and it, it wasn't was re redone for PlayStation. Yeah, and it's better on the PlayStation. Oh, it's 10 times better on the PlayStation. Absolutely. Well, obviously, it's a 32-bit console. Yeah. We also they also are the team that gave us Dragon Force ironically. Yeah. Woo! Terminally. The same game I was just talking about, okay? Love it. Uh they gave us Magic Knight Ray Earth, 
a whole bunch of like place that and honestly i think that is really when we started to see the um the bigger explosion of rpgs on video game systems Especially the the more the Japanese the JRPGs. It was it was really super niche though, because again, a lot of companies were hesitant to, to port it over because a big reason was um, Dragon Quest. I definitely will agree with okay. you that it's niche in terms of like older generation consoles. Yeah, we're talking I, like I, Super I, Nintendo. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the original. Dra- See, it gets confusing because in the United States, Dragon Quest wasn't Dragon Quest; it was Dragon Warrior. They ported over the first game to the original Nintendo, and it sold so poorly that they <laughs> had to start giving it away in issues of Nintendo Power. What's interesting, oh, wow. I mean, or I, I should say, in the same breath of that, something like Final Fantasy, which would have been like the death knell for Square, literally saved the company. Right. It's it's funny, but uh, a lot of see, it's funny because Dragon Quest in Japan is massive. Like they they have yeah. laws that on the books where you can't release that during the weekdays because too many kids were skipping school. But <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better, uh, literally we, the, the reason, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, no, the, the, literally the reason why the new Yakuza game, uh, Yakuza seven, like a dragon, mm-hmm. uh, turned into a JRPG is because the main character is a huge dragon quest fan and decides that he wants to be the main character of a JRPG. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's amazing. That's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. But, but that, that that's that's kind of the funny thing though is that so Dragon Quest is this natural cult, m- like massive cultural phenomenon in Japan. You're a cultural phenomenon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, got him. It never it never caught on in the states. It took way longer for it to uh, catch on here. And I wouldn't and say Final even Fantasy was the biggest one. I wouldn't even say it even caught on as big as it did in Japan. No, like, even oh, now, yeah. nowhere nowhere close. No, we're Dra- Dragon can't Quest. Catch up. What mm-hmm. Dragon? Dragon Quest was huge in the day. No, no, I'm saying like as far as like Japan's love for Dragon Quest, like we can't like over we in America we're like whatever. It's like when's the Final Quest. Fantasy coming? Oh, out? Yeah. Exactly. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah. That's the mm-hmm. funny thing. Yeah, Final Fantasy's always been a distant number two in Japan, but in the states, nobody cares about Dragon Quest. Nope. Yeah, even though Eleven was so good. But Dragon Quest Eleven? Oh, oh right. so good. So good. So that's the thing. We need to clarify the fact that we have we're discussing about a series that has double digit numbers and probably random additions to the end of the name. Yeah, random side stories and stuff too. Yeah. It even gets that way with Final Fantasy. Like I I really Mm -hmm. haven't cared about that franchise since ten. Um you're missing out on uh Huh. Yeah, on Hot Boy Boy Summer. Yeah. <laughs> that's Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, that's, I, that's, Final that's, Fantasy 15 is Hot Boy Summer. Holy shit. <laughs> Yo, also fuck Prompto. I'm just throwing that out there. Hey, come on. He takes He's a pictures. goddamn jobber. Don't even. He takes pictures. I, yeah, at the worst times in the middle of combat, just running in the middle of shit, getting ran over by fucking tanks and shot by soldiers. Fuck you, Prompto, you bitch ass robot. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers for that game. He's a robot. But, uh... <laughs> but I, fuck you, I, I, I played that game for 20 minutes. I feel bad not giving it more time. You should, because that cover of Stand By Me by Florence and the Machine. Very oh, good. Yeah, it is mm. very good, though. Yes. Yeah, Just sure. kiss. But, but, but I think it's safe to say, though, for, for us, you know, the oldest of us born in the mid 80s. Um, uh, early, sir. I like to consider 83 the early 80s. Thank you. I'm trying to I'm trying to give you the benefit of a doubt here. No, but anyway, I'm aware of my age. All right. All right. <laughs> So for those of us born in the 80s and Paulo, the old fart here, borderline generation Xer. Uh, fart. <laughs> borderline DXer. Right? No, no. But I think a lot of us got our introduction was JRPGs, even though there was a big Western RPG scene at the time in the early 90s. What was out in the early 90s? Late uh, Daggerfall. Daggerfall. That's all you need. I mm. didn't play Daggerfall. Yeah, it's because you're a fucking loser. No, like, whoa! Yeah. I'm what? Smart I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so, That's a twofer. Wow! I think a big part of the problem was was that like um, you know PCs at the time, not everybody had access to a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not to mention like I remember me like it took me and my friend weeks just to figure out how to get Doom up and running. Fully installed with sound effects, music, full resolution, and Guys, all that stuff. I, I, have yeah. a, I have a serious question. Yeah. Would the Oregon Trail be considered an RPG? Holy shit. Holy I crap. Would it's more a choose your own adventure. Yeah. Is it Where the only like... option is die. No. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I made it to Oregon, sir. 
No, that was a, that was a fever dream. You died of cholera. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Colorado. <laughs> you didn't cock the wagon, Paula. I mean, we I, sank in the river. <laughs> Fun fact: any, I almost died in a river last weekend. So yeah, that's not any, were you close guys. to Oregon? Were you close to I Oregon? I was in Oregon. Oh, so no. he made it though. He made it. Oh man! Paulo traveled the Oregon Trail. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so anyway, though, I don't know, like, like I was saying. Sorry anyway, to derail, <laughs> sorry to derail that. Yeah, no, like I was saying. But for me, though, my sorry introduction to rail the Oregon Trail. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like I was saying, my introduction to Jer uh, to RPGs, the whole world of RPGs, was uh, Final Fantasy three, really Final Fantasy six, when they had that commercial where you had the Moogle blowing up everything. I remember thinking like, wow, this game must be great. And then I'm like, why the fuck is there so much text going on? Why can't I just attack everything? Why do I got to wait for this bar to fill it before I can attack? And I remember hating it for the first hour. You know, I was up playing it at my friend's house. And after that, I really got hooked into it. Um, I don't know what all yours uh, introduction was. So, I mean, where did you guys start? Oh my god! I wish I could remember. Go yeah, ahead, so, I mean, if we're, so if we're talking about like Japanese RPGs, uh, I believe no, just, ar- just RPG video games in general. Probably Daggerfall. If I'm gonna be honest, um, I lucked out that like, like my aunt, and my dad were, were you know super into computer games and stuff. My dad was into, into role playing games and whatnot, so like he had a copy of Daggerfall and just loading up a character and running around in that game as like I don't know six or seven year old. Um, <laughs> it's real fucking difficult, guys. Oh boy, that game's hard even now. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I hope I find a glass dagger in this cave while I fight rats. Somebody, somebody, oh, somebody explained <laughs> it best. Help. Where they're like, you know, you you encounter a skeleton in Skyrim. It's like, oh, whatever skeleton, skeleton and Daggerfall. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wants my bones. Yeah, give me your bones. Um. So yeah, I mean, like just running around in that game though, as as a kid was fun because just the idea of an open world and being able to do anything in a game was mind blowing. Um, yeah, because you know I was used to playing stuff like Doom and whatnot that like you're just kind of I mean you're, you're literally like in a box, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's a fun box, but it is oh, a it's box totally in the last. There, there's it's a true. ton of rules. Um, so just oh, being are... able to go ahead. <laughs> I was saying there are RPGs in Doom, so there's something like that. Yeah, yeah that's that, that yeah. is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just being able to run around and do literally anything in a game. Like I, I can walk into a shop and like, wait, I don't have to pay for stuff. I can just, I can just stab the door till it opens at night and then rob <laughs> this person blind while I stealth. Like this is amazing. <laughs> and then I can kill the shopkeeper in the morning. Yeah, and the world map was so huge. Like, I, I imagine you as a kid playing it was kind of like somebody playing Grand Theft Auto Three for the first yep. time, yep. where yep. you're not doing missions. You're you're just going there just to create chaos. You yeah, don't care. Or if you were like me, who just randomly uh, picked up Grand Theft Auto uh, <laughs> as a child. Uh, yeah, just just oh, play, yeah, play, so playing wholesome. the first game. Yeah, so uh, one and two were like had the uh, top down perspective. Yeah, but it was still open world, so you could just drive around forever. Uh, same kind of thing though. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, because that's like the big divide between like JRPGs and Western RPGs. The, the the Western ones were way more open. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get into Western RPGs till way later. Like, holy crap! Yeah, so, they... what, what was your introduction to RPGs, Mike? Oh gosh, if I, I, probably some NES game. But like, I have vivid memories of playing uh, Secret of Mana, which is not a Ooh. traditional RPG because it's more like an action RPG, but it still has a leveling element to it. Um, it's like the first modern RPG in that sense, you know, because yeah, yeah, so many yeah, kinda. RPGs are real time these days. And I feel like I was kind of like kept searching ever since Secret of Mana for a game that was like that, like back when I was a kid, because it just felt so good to play. It felt more action than RPG, but every other uh, like game I found just didn't quite come close to the action feel. It always felt more RPG-ish than action-y. Not, um, not to mention Secret of Mana just freaking nailed the aesthetic. Oh, absolutely. And that music still sticks with me. I'm just a big fan of the music. Like, holy It is gosh. a good soundtrack. It doesn't help. I didn't play that game till, or I didn't start to try to play that game so much later, and I had already played the sequel beforehand. Yeah. Uh, Trials of Mana, which also got a, a remake uh, recently. Oh, Within so the good. past year? The, the remakes are great. Yeah, well... Um, but I had played that first before playing uh, Secret of Mana. It was like uh, like trying to go back to that definitely felt like a step backward. Um, yeah, that is and not a bad I, thing. I but. did like the grindy element. Like I don't know, there's something just uh, 
relaxing about just casting magic a uh, hundred times and then eventually you get stronger. So <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Just me and my brother would just play it a lot and it was very very relaxing. But well, that's great. Yeah. Well, that was the big draw to um, when the uh, designers are making Dragon Quest in in Japan. They were the the whole idea as to why it took off was that look here's a here's a game you know during the Eat Bit era where. You don't necessarily have to get good at it, but if you're not good at it, if you play it long enough, you can still win it. And that's the whole mm-hmm. idea of leveling up your character. Yeah, and especially the original Dragon Quest. You can just go off and fight monsters you're not supposed to right away. Like, the, the game does oh, not yeah. guide you. Oh, no. that's such a D&D <laughs> thing. Like, you know, it's depending on the module you're playing. It's like, oh, yeah, my players walked into this, you know, they walked into this town. They weren't supposed to, and they're fighting, like, level, you know, they're fighting, like, CR 15 monsters at level two. Yep. Good luck, yep. guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it, Paulo. Uh, to, to to be fair, I think uh, the one of the campaigns I'm playing that actually happened to us, like we we stumbled, or not stumbled, but we we went we zigged when we should have zagged. They made a, the wrong turn in Albuquerque and ended up in a cave mm-hmm. and fought some fucking frost giants. So that was that was good. Uh, <laughs> too. It's a good time. I love love that. So, Paulo, what's your what's your first? Uh, I wish. So I want to say that I was cool and hip and totally started playing in like the early 90s and stuff like that, but I was not. Uh, my first RPG, and I, I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, is was Final Fantasy VII. Oh, no, Ooh. that's cool. Well, that's what I was going to say. We were talking about JRPGs. Like, that game blew my fucking mind. Like, I, that's I, the... Yeah. It, 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 go, going with what you're saying, like, that is that literally the only reason... Like I got into that game was the trailer for that game. Oh, uh, you know what? So I remember that I remember that trailer being on TV. Um, and they like squared through a ton of money at that thing. Oh yeah. So just looking at that going, oh, what the fuck is this? Um, and then like my friend had a copy of it. Was like, yeah, like, like, like if you want to borrow it and like play it for a day or two, like totally. I'm like, yeah. So I pop the thing in. That, that opening cutscene's amazing. The way that they throw you right into combat and how they they like they use a lot of conveyance to explain how to like how the game works. So it's almost seamless from like this conversation. Like it's almost seamless from this like the world building they do with these just like cinematic shots into like the the like just the whole train sequence. Him diving off of the thing. You guys are gonna go blow up this Mako reactor and then bam, combat. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah I want more of this. It starts off so high energy. Yeah, it really does, though. It yeah, really no, does. It's, I've, and uh, this might be a hot take. Maybe not. I feel like Final Fantasy VII has one of the best first acts of any game. I wouldn't take that as a hot take. It's a no, really good yeah. first act. Like this, the whole beginning sequence, the everything from from the 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 explosion of the Mako reactors, um, everything going on with Shinra, everything. Like, I, it's one of the few mm-hmm. games that I can like beat for beat tell you exactly the way mm-hmm. the order things play in. Yeah. Oh, dude, story. And the aesthetic is something I had never seen before either. Oh, that, that cyberpunk? steampunkish cyberpunk the steampunk, kind of deal. Yeah, it's, not, yeah, it's more steam than cyber. Well, no, no, no. Well, it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's considered bullpunk. Oh, oh well, it's kind of, yeah, a family, yeah, yeah. family, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but I feel bad saying it because there's so many other great RPGs that came out before mm-hmm. it. Before um, it and, and directly after it, because Square, like, because so Square made so much money off of Final Fantasy VII. And I don't want to be like, I don't want to really dive too much forward because like i do want to talk about this a little more but like mm-hmm. because they made so much money they just got weird with shit oh yeah they, they got to yeah. experiment and like i love the like from like 97 to like the early 2000s square just threw money at stuff a lot they of also, weird rpgs also, people <laughs> would argue th- it's the golden age of yeah. soft he, rpgs he, here's a lot of things people forget about too is that they had a partnership of electronic arts yep like, like the reason why the overworld sprites looked like garbage, but the uh, the fighting sprites look so good is because they were done by EA. Oh shit! Oh wow! That's why I, I didn't know that. Also, the overworld uh, sprites the, that game was originally prototyped on the N sixty four. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why everything was a, was a little blocky as well. They just yeah. kind of ported all the work they did. That was one of the weirdest damn things, as I remember. Like you said, they had a very, very uh, huge advertising campaign. 
And I remember like seeing the intro and it's like, you see this crazy ass world. And again, it's CGI back when it was still like really, really uh, new. Yeah. That oh, was the ra- thing. round the faces, thing. perfectly round Dude. faces. Was oh, yeah. Normal. Yo, but that shit looks so good when we were kids. So good. Oh, yeah. It's it looks okay. terrible now. No, no, no. no. Uh, there's a charm I to think it. it looks bad. Listen, there's, there's a charm to it. There's a charm to it. But it there's the, you know what it is? It's the nostalgia factor for, for and it, I think for a lot of us, I think is rewatching those cinematics at that point. You remember what it was like watching them for the first time. <laughs> oh, dude, Sephiroth, the, him, the fucking shot of his face, and then him turning around and walking through that fire. You're like, That's fuck good. yeah. Also, also, at this point, it's, it is an aesthetic. Like, I think the yes. art direction is so good in the game. Yes. Where it, it, it is like, I see the aesthetic, and people are still creating games, like indie games, that look like in, that. P, in PS1 style graphics, just yes. to, to mimic that look. So, yes. like, so I well, think, yeah, we, it doesn't look good in a traditional sense, but it looks good. I guess because it does. Yeah. it does. Was that the first big RPG for the PlayStation? Uh, I, I want to so. say, if, unless okay, I think Sweetican was a launch Suikoden title. Came out after, I believe. Really? That's I think two question. came out after. But like, also, a good I game. never heard about that game until years later. Because yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, much that's well, like, those, well into college. That's one of those games that you got into because you played other PlayStation other, RPGs. Yeah, uh, December seventeenth, nineteen ninety-eight. Suikoden so two came out. What about in one? Uh, give me one second. That came the, out in because I already know nineteen ninety-seven was Final Fantasy seven. Ninety-seven was a good year for for RPGs. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, December ninety-five, Suikoden came out in Japan. Ah, oh, so maybe. This, but this was also the years, though, where there would be one to two years between a year uh, a game getting released in Japan and then getting released in America. Yeah, it's true. Like there was a huge gap. Uh, did they? Sir, I think seven came out at the same time at both places. I believe so. I, I think it was the first one. I, 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 and I feel, again, I feel bad with that that instance because you're absolutely right. Like, there was that gap between, you know, two years between the uh, the Americanization version, the Western version coming out of the games. Um, Seven gets a lot of firsts because it really was, like, in my opinion, one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. I don't remember uh, video game trailers before Final Fantasy Seven. Not know. like that. Well, no, because it was so cinematic too. Uh, like it was Final so... Fantasy. Sorry to cut you off, guys. Final yeah. Fantasy VII released uh, January thirty first, nineteen ninety seven, globally. So wow. it did. Co- wow, yeah. it did get a global release. I remember, That's amazing. And I honestly remember saving my money to go buy that game at. It wasn't even at a GameStop. It was at like the. It's like Funko Land. Yeah, no, not Funko Land. It was one of those in Brooklyn. We used to have like these um, half Chinese toy stores. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, and then at the, in the back they sold like all the Japanese anime too, and then they also sold like uh, video games. So mm. I I went there. I remember my money. That was the place that I first started buying my um like the first couple of Dragon Ball Z episodes that I had seen. And oh, yeah. going there to there and buying that that launch day copy of Final Fantasy VII. Nice. Oh, God, I remember being is... so confused when Final Fantasy 7 came out. You, you see the trailer on, <laughs> on TV. It was Final Fantasy 7. Like, I just got done beating Final Fantasy 6 like you a mean year three. ago. You mean 3. Yeah, but it was 3. <laughs> yeah. Where like, are the rest what? of them? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Because Final Fantasy 2 in America was really Final Fantasy 5 in Japan. Yep. Yeah, it was. What was it for? Why did they skip to set? Why did they start with seven? I feel like I asked myself that at one point. I'm like, wow, now I really want to play one through set, one through six. It's like it was like Mega Man X. It doesn't mean Mega Man Ten. It's just Mega Man X. So yes. they're using seven like a, a like a cool thing. This is just this is the first one. Probably. <laughs> yeah, Final like, Fantasy Seven, the first yeah, one. Yeah, like Final <laughs> Fantasy Ten too. Yeah, Final Fantasy Ten too. That's not twelve. It's ten too. Yeah, it, it's ten twice. It's ten twice. That's twenty. Yeah. <laughs> So like I definitely I definitely have to say like that that seven got me into RPGs, but it was kind of a um like a weird switch for me because then I started playing the older RPGs that were out, like Chrono yeah. Trigger. Yep. Hell um, yeah. Um some of the secret secrets of mana games. Uh, um more Super Mario RPG. So uh, no, I didn't play Super I I never played Super Mario RPG. Really? Really? It's actually oh, really so good. good. 
I that was actually things. besides Secret Armada. That was my like other really like what I what I super remember. Like that, that had a big impact. Really on me. good. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of good things I get. like that. Oh, I get another good. Again, another Square game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wait, really? Super Mario RPG was a Square game? Yeah. Yep. On the Super Nintendo. It's like the everything. That's so weird. And yeah. it's it's weird because it it feels every bit like a like a Square made RPG, but it also still feels like a Mario game. Yeah, you got Mario. Yeah, and I'm gonna it, have to it, go back and play it. Aren't and you also, are. And they so also good. use the pre-rendered three uh, D, uh, which was so popular at the time too. Yes. Yep. Uh, how do you feel about um, Donkey Kong Country? I love Donkey Kong Country. How do you feel that about was... Killer Instinct? Because <laughs> <laughs> like it, ha- it has the same kind of graphics. Is the and, yeah, it has that look. That, that oh, rare wear. Legend of the <laughs> Seven Stars only for Nintendo. Wow. Dude, it's good. Yeah, play All it right. loud. I may have to. I may have to go back and check this out. Like this looks really cute. All right. So I know that we're all kind of like, yo, Final Fantasy VII is super good. Yeah. Uh, the older I get and the more I kind of dig into other games around that era, you know, it's kind of a bummer. What? So there's another game, Paul, that you and I are very big fans of that uh, because of the success of uh, Final Fantasy VII and what they and the scope of what they wanted to do I with know this game, game. <laughs> uh, lost some money. And, oh. and some of the and some of the dev team, uh, and that game is Zeno Gears. Zeno oh, Gears is super good. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, that first disc is so good. It's that's... so good. It's so ahead of its time. It's so ambitious. It's so far reaching. It's it's trying to do so many things. Square needs to stop being goddamn cowards <laughs> and give me a re-release, a, a remake. A, 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 re, a remaster i'll literally listen, i will pay if, you to if, release it in its listen, original if, format if, if I'm, glad, I'm glad that we got you know ha- hashtag release the snyder cut hashtag release the Snyderverse. uh i really <laughs> want the david a or suicide squad cut but can i get a director's cut of xenogears here's the problem with that oh. is if i'm not mistaken namco currently has the rights to that franchise it's no a, i don't yeah it's a weird thing because like the Xenogears lives in a weird limbo that I don't think they can make another game with it because they don't have the rights to that, but they have the merchandise rights to it. I'm reading it oh, right now. Oh, it's one of those. It Pokemon. might be. That's like don't, a Marvel thing, right? because I don't know. Uh, also, I guess this is recorded and put on the internet forever. Uh, <laughs> but don't quote Ed. The, no one quote Ed. Yeah, nobody quote listening, me, don't quote him. Nobody clip this and at tweet this at Mickey Rourke. Dude, <laughs> what? Don't. Okay, so the guy, so the, guy the, the director of the game, uh, Tetsuya Takahashi, um, my boy essentially essentially he founded a new studio called monolith soft which they're they're and, also fantastic yes they created xeno saga and xeno blade as spiritual successors to xeno gears they're not as good mm. but they're nowhere near as good if i'm honest with you the aesthetic and the the soundtrack the overall oh my world, god that soundtrack's so good everything that xeno gears tries to do is super solid it has and then it has di- it's ah dude. well well you know you know where square went wrong though right mm. no i don't please was, uh spirits please tell with me. spirits within the movie that they had made that was a what couple you, years later though if Final Fantasy wrong, spirits mean, within. all right have you seen that movie no because what happened was it's got buscemi in it i think right <laughs> it does it <laughs> yeah does. that's right how could be bad no but here's what happened though is that square dumped so much money into that movie that when it <laughs> tanked Square basically went bankrupt and had to merge with Enix. Holy shit. Wow. That's essentially why the Square from the 90s is no longer, you know, the Square of today, where, you know, they're just constantly doing new Final Fantasy games and whatnot. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm holy shitting because I'm reading the the voice cast for Spirits Within. Yeah. Uh, It's huge, isn't it? Notable names uh, Donald Sutherland, uh, Alec Baldwin, James Mm -hmm. Woods, Vig Rames, Stephen Buscemi. Yeah. They've stacked. They, 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 like like Matt said, Square spent all the money. Is this yeah. movie even that bad? Because I've never seen it. I just it's, like it's boring. It's very boring. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, okay. it, like it looks it's cool. very very boring. Like for the time, it's like whoa, the CG is incredible for this time. Oh, and, so like, it's it, like it looks dated. But... Yeah. So it's like every Final Fantasy game after ten. The best the uh, best way I've heard it described uh-huh. was that it was a Japanese movie that they tried their best to uh, write it. To appeal to Western audiences, and they failed at doing both. Yeah, it's just it's so it's weird. I remember just kind of being bored, which is never a good sign. Like yeah. it, it wasn't even bad enough to be like good. It's just I was just bored. Oh, so it, it was like that time you and I watched King of Fighters. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like I can't even. There's no enjoyment from like even kind of riffing on it. It's just like, just pass me a pillow. I want to take a nap. I mean, to to be fair, the King of Fighters gave us give me your laptop, nerd. I'm CIA. Yeah, but that happened so early. It peaked so early, and then we were in a free fall. I thought that happened really late. I don't know. I. That's the point I'm making. King of thing. King of Fighters. What a what a great RPG. <laughs> Oh man! You know that there, there's a there's a King of Fighters dating sim, literally called King of Fighters for girls. I love it. Wow! But I also hate it. Really? Yeah, it's all wow. Like, that's a terrible name. I need to oh, go on terrible. break and recover from that. By the way, before we go on break, and I mm-hmm. just need to break the the heart the heartbreaking news. Apparently, so the real reason was revealed to why that second disc wasn't made. Essentially, they couldn't finish the game in time. Yeah, they were only given the two year development cycle, and they they couldn't finish that last part of the game and it breaks my heart because i just there's so many fights oh that i just like uh okay let's 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 take a break collect ourselves and talk about this when we get back Oh, hey, you're finally awake. And we're back. <laughs> oh, hooray. Thanks, Father. Oh, I was going to be late to the to the fair if you didn't wake me. Yeah, and I was going to do an eco-terrorism on the Mako factory. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for waking to, me up, Dad. I was about to say- you didn't know where that was what going, did you? One of you Chrono Trigger, and then the other one just goes Mako Reactor. Oh, okay. Eco, no, no, no. Like, I was doing, you're not going to bring up eco-terrorism? I was doing Skyrim. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> what no. the? <laughs> no, but it, it's, it's funny, though, because, again, I feel that most people our age, our introduction to the concept of RPG, even before I was doing D&D and all that stuff, was JRPGs. True, true. That's very true, yeah. I think so. So, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm having a hard time just narrowing down the very first, like, Western RPG I can think of. I guess if I think uh, maybe the closest thing I could think of would probably be Deus Ex, to if be, you want to, to count be, that. To be fair, I thought you were going to be like, oh, I can't remember the first time I committed eco-terrorism. I, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, yes. No, the I, first time I committed eco terrorism, I stole a, uh, a bag of ice from a 7 Eleven and released it back to its natural habitat in a river. <laughs> Be free! Be free! Go back to your home! Return to the wild! I, not for no, nothing. don't look at me! Keep going! You're free now! You're making this hard as it has to be! How's that possible? Joe <laughs> <laughs> Rogan from the future is just doing commentary to the ice bag. <laughs> look at this! Uh, not for nothing, though. You mentioned Deus Ex. I love that game. Yeah. yeah, that game, that game, that game owns. I didn't play that till way later, though. Same here. I didn't have like a good computer. I remember playing that at a friend's house and being like, oh, "I have to figure out how to get this." And totally bought a one hundred percent legal copy and did not find a uh, an ISO on the internet. Of course not. Why would that's yeah that's yeah you can't do that pirating yeah. games in the early 2000s why yeah. would you do that that is not something do. you've ever done nope. definitely, definitely, none definitely, of us have ever done definitely had the money at like 12 to to buy that game what's a news group yeah i don't know yeah sounds like a group of people that discuss the news yeah, it sounds, sounds like a bunch sounds- of like 1920s children that wear like hats and have soap boxes and they they hold pieces of paper and they mm-hmm. yell about the day hear ye hear ye <laughs> and all that stuff get your news here <laughs> so uh, it's interesting that you bring that up. What Deus Ex or Deus Ex. Uh, so, or or or, or, news, or 1920s newsboys? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> 1920s newsboys. That's what this is all about. Uh, no. <laughs> Tiger back to comics, man. the Legion of Newsboys. Let's go. <laughs> That's a reference. Keep going. Um, I didn't play Deus Ex. I hadn't even heard. I didn't even hear about it until like a couple of years later. Thought you're going right now. <laughs> Never heard but, of this game until right now. That well, no. I mean, I've heard of it before because of uh, Deus Ex Revolution, Human Revolution. They're, they're the second game. It's pretty good. Um, Actually, that's the fourth game. Excuse me, Matt. Oh yeah. my God, I'm sorry. I, Some of us hey, didn't have computers hey, back then. Hey, 
I think out of I was going to do the same thing. So <laughs> Project Snow Project Snowblind, uh, Deus Ex: Human Evolution, and uh, the original Deus Ex all got PS2 ports. I and they were bad. Didn't mm. play any of those. So <laughs> Deus Ex on PS2 is not great. PC yeah. Master Race or kill yourself. Don't actually do that. Don't do I, no. Don't do that. Don't no. do that. Don't do that. Don't no. do that. You are left. I didn't get my I first PC. Damn, I don't even remember when I got my first PC, to be honest with you, and much less one that could run video games on it. That was sad. It was a sad existence, guys. Yeah, I mean, you got Solitaire, you got Minesweeper. Yeah, you got Pinball, depending on your uh, yeah. version of Windows. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did try to compress the C drive so that I could get enough space for running a game that I then was never able to play. Oh, which, ah. which game? Uh, it was not an RPG. It was actually uh, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Ooh. Ooh. At least you trashed your computer for something worthy. Right? Did Thank you. you. Uh, Appreciate it. Did, have you ever played it? No. Oh, dude. I never got to play it. I heard it was, really? I was so bad. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I was I, so bad at that game, man. But I was... I wait, wait, hold on. When, when did that come out? I studied that... Um, I think 93. That what's it called? Uh, if I'm honest, the, the manual. The manual, yeah, because I wanted to learn all about the ships. Dude, it came with a thick ass manual. It came with oh. a big shit. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. X-wing versus Tie Fighter came out in 1987. Because it's got that aesthetic. Because all good. 97 was the year of RPGs, the year of games. To be <laughs> honest with you, like I feel like 1987 gave us some of the best stuff. Did and, Fallout come in 97? The original uh, Fallout. The original, the original Fallout. Uh, it came out in 1997. Jesus, yeah. Wow. And that was and that I was. I believe thing, Metal Gear Solid did too. I want to say that was my first exposure to uh, Western RPGs as well. Fall, oh, the first two Fallout games, just Chef's Kiss. Metal Gear Solid was 98, but um, 98 is also a good good year. 98, I would argue, is the best year ever for video games. You got StarCraft and uh, and uh, Half Life the same year, and uh, Ocarina of Time. I was never wow. big into wow. into Star StarCraft. I mean, I'm bad at I'm bad at RTS. I, so that's like, probably what love it is. is I'm so bad. I'm so bad at those games. So OG StarCraft, let's go. But um, ah <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. So so you so Paul, you can't remember your first Western RPG? No, it was Fallout. Fallout was my first Western RPG. That's he, a good place to start. He, he he could not remember uh the, his computer. Yeah, no, uh, I couldn't remember my computer. A computer. Yeah, yeah. He compressed it too much, and it just like kind of imploded <laughs> into itself. Well, yeah. OG OG Fallout on a PC back then was freaking difficult to play because it used to be you start a uh, you start a dialogue and, and then it, it would take like crash constantly. It was terrible. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you you technically can't even play Fallout Two correctly without getting some sort of like free patch that they put out because the game was that buggy. Yes, wow. I do recall this. I personally didn't like Fallout 2 as much as I had liked 1. I feel I'm, like I'm internally screaming right now. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> 1 is so weird. It's just it, it's so of its time though. So it, I, 1 is really really yeah. strange. 1 is Well, well 1 yeah, well, 1 introduced me it's like the open-endedness that like western RPGs bring to the table cuz like you can literally talk the uh the final boss of that game to death. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. But you can do one also have random encounters too. Like Fallout like one, Fall one, I believe it did. Yeah, yeah. so did yeah. too. Only in the did, world oh, yeah, map, did. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but. but that was that was to me it was crazy because all I was used playing at the time was JRPGs where it's like, hey, do you want to go on mm. this quest and save this? No. Okay, come you back to have... me when you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, like, you're like what? Yeah, yeah. This one is like you know, it's you could um. You can literally take stims to give yourself uh, intelligence buffs, and then, like you know, t you know, tell the final boss like, "Look, you can't. You're a mutant now. You can't do this anymore." And he's just like, "Oh my fucking, god, you're right. I give up." Just a fucking cocktail of drugs that you find in the wasteland. Yeah, and now you're now you're Superman. Exactly. Yep. Uh, I, I I will say yeah, like definitely the the Western RPG has more of the kind of instead of telling a full on story. It gives you that just openness to like do things at your kind of at your pace. Unlike in the more JRPGs of the time, at least it was more about the story that was being told. Yeah, so J JRPGs are very much telling you a story. Uh, Western RPGs, at least of the time, uh, they were still telling you an overarching story. You know that there was still like a, an an A to Z, but uh, it was more of your own. You 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 were telling the story. 
more than the game was narrating one to you. As I mean, you, you played. Yeah, you, that's you, fair. You, yeah, you could even like there was always a lot more endings too. like even like as far back as like Ultima four, uh, I don't know, it was a quest for the avatar. I think it was, you know, there's multiple endings in that. Um, I was talking about Deus Ex before, like there's multiple endings mm-hmm. in that. Like it blew my mind years later. when I figured out that there's a way to save your brother in that game. Oh, you, you know, what's crazy. <laughs> with, uh, uh, like one of the things I loved about Deus Ex that blew my mind. Uh, Cause I, I mean, I was older when I played it. So I was kind of understanding more of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. The fact that you had multiple ways to tackle a problem like, like, like you had multiple solutions to a problem in a video game that i was like whoa wait what you mean i can't pick this lock and i don't have the key but but i got a rocket launcher yeah that's that's literally the first mission your 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 brother is standing there and goes okay you can either blast your way in be sneaky or uh take him out from a distance and you start the game off with either a rocket launcher a sniper rifle or, or a stun gun. oh yeah yeah, yeah. It was a, it was like an arm uh, crossbow thing. Yep. 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 Like, yep. I remember now. Like the game is like here. The world is your oyster. Go nuts. Like that's, that's so great. Cool. It is so cool. It's fantastic. And it's, I mean, and, and kind of you know tying into everything like other topics. It's one of the things I, I love about D and D. Yeah, I mean that was again that was like why for me when I started playing D and D like so much of it just I felt like it came naturally because so much of. Um, like JRPGs, it was basically just a condensed, you know, D and D campaign. And then when you played uh, like Elder Scrolls, for example, um, or hell, even like uh, Baldur's Gate games and stuff like that. I mean, that, Baldur's Gate all... are based on D and D properties, right? Yeah, yeah it's true. Right. I was gonna, I actually was gonna say because uh, it was on sale, so I finally picked it up. But I've, I've heard nothing good things about uh, Neverwinter Nights. Uh, mm. and the, the with the enhanced edition. Um, you know, coming out a couple years ago, I just I wasn't looking to pay sixty bucks for a game that came out in two thousand two, uh, with no real upgrade. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it was on sale for fifteen bucks, and I, I picked it up. I'm playing a little bit, and it's I, very much like D and D three point five or never, or three point oh. Yeah, Neverwinter Nights was done by Bioware, who would yep. go on to do Mass Effect. Yep. And uh, they also did the Dragon Age games, if I remember correctly. Yes, and love Knights those. Of, and Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Love yes. that one. Oh my god. That, what a great game. Like I feel I, like the, the Bio, BioWare is what SquareSoft was during like a, a nice like hot period. Yeah. Where they was, just had those really just consistently good releases. Well, what's interesting too is the guys at BioWare that cranked out all these like baller games mm-hmm. were also the same guys that were at Interplay and Black Isle. That's oh, right. I didn't know that. That's when right. they uh yeah, so the guys that did Fallout One and Two were also the same guys that did like Knights of the Old Republic and all the other games we just mentioned, as well as that Fallout makes a lot of sense. Oh, I mean, that yeah. game. <sighs> oh, that game's so good. Because, like, yeah, come come to think of it, I think I would have to say probably Knights of the Old Republic was probably the game that introduced me to Western yeah, RPGs, like like a, tr- a more traditional mm. RPG where it was like, hey, you can totally impact everything. And I gotta say, that game did something incredible in the sense that <laughs> maybe how were they how how were they able to know? Satisfy, I've never played, I satisfy all the like rabid Star Wars fans that were going into this going like, oh, let's see what they did with this. Well, there was no Old Republic at the time. They they got to write a lot of that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yep. Is know, that so like that... a similar thing to um oh man, we've covered this before. The 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 the, the video game trilogy, help me. Which from the nineties, sorry. Star a Star Wars video game trilogy? Yeah. You're not talking about the Kyle Katarin games, uh, yes. Jedi Outcast. Yes, oh, well, Jedi that, Outcast, well, yeah, he, Jedi Academy, all that. Yeah, he that takes place a lot between episodes uh, uh, one and uh, Jedi. That that takes place a lot in parallel with the movies at the time. Yeah, yeah, but didn't they get to, like they got to write all that though? Well, that was all Lucas. Uh, that was all Lucas Arts. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So it was more or less in house. So okay, Lucas right. had a role. Yeah, Lucas. Right. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, my, yeah. my my analogy isn't really. Where like what I was getting at was like much like the movies where um, Lucas had said that like yeah the the two trilogies are, are they're similar because they're supposed to rhyme it's it they're they're poems I was gonna be like yeah the the fact that like these people that got to make these games also got to do their own thing it's it's similar to that I'm I'm making some reaching uh, <laughs> so no I would, I would I would ask I would ask the question is how much input did Lucas have on Knights of the Old Republic. Retro Nart, Retro Knots, uh, a podcast that was done by One Up. It's a lot of former EGM staffers. They have an interview with a lot of guys from Bioware. Man, that's a poll. 
It's a really, really old episode. I don't know if you can still find it anymore, but you got to find it. It's really good. They explained that basically, I think Lucasfilm approached them and they just worked with with them just to like make sure nothing uh, broke with continuity. But they said they had a lot of free reign. But again, though, this is all, you know, I don't think like major players and like the ancient Sith, like Darth Bane and stuff like that were written yet. So they had a lot of a lot of room to work with because you know again the game takes place like what like two thousand years before the events of Episode One. Uh, yeah, I'm actually like that. looking at that right now to find that out. Um, but for sure, I, one of the things I definitely would would say in that regard, which kind of spins back to what we're all about, there's a comic book series that spun out of uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, they did a lot. Oh, a lot more than just that. Yeah. <laughs> The game, they, is this like, pre-Disney buyout? Like this is, yes. pre, this is pre-Disney buyout. Way before yep. Disney. Um, yeah, okay. Nintendo Republic came out in 2003. So if you want to discuss... And it's been out... Like I Listen, I just... I downloaded it the other day on my phone. Okay? That's how, that's how powerful the phones are. It runs it at really good, high quality with oh. all the dialogue and everything. And I just have a controller attached to it. I'm just playing it on my phone. That's cool. I hear the uh, that version of that game is actually pretty stable, too. Yeah. That owns. Which, wow. like, I know the one for Steam, at least when I tried to play it a couple years ago, was not very difficult to get that running. Really? I, I, I think, I mean, they must have made some, the patch through or something, because yeah. I didn't have an issue when I, I tried, uh, I don't want to say recently, but the last time I tried playing it. Yeah, no, uh, this, this was definitely, this was easily 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, I they had to have ago. made improvements. Yeah. Speaking of RPGs that came out in around the early 2000s, I mean, I mentioned it already, but uh, Neverwinter Nights, that soundtrack, very Final Fantasy Tactics-esque. Mm. I love Final Fantasy Tactics. I really, think... I just I, I bring that up because I just really wanted to talk about Final Fantasy Tactics. That I game think, is super like, good. Tactics Tactics games are are a whole other crazy subgenre. Which personally, I freaking love Tactics games. Oh, they totally yeah, are. Same. Oh, they're so good. But like, there's something um, really mm-hmm. really cool. At least I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, no, I, no, I, no, like fine. the aesthetic to that game and just the the overall tone. Playing like playing a Final Fantasy game, and, and not like uh, like a Final Fantasy seven or eight isn't like uh, you know it's like not that it's not adult because like, I mean hell Final Fantasy seven you're literally you're literally playing eco terrorists that started the game right yep yeah. um but it's I feel like it's kind of glossed over you know what I mean and especially with the the aesthetic of seven not that it's cartoony but like a lot of the really darker stuff in that game is sort of glossed over until like you really get into the game. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, like, there's just fucking straight, I mean, there's all the political intrigue, but just straight up murder and blood and gore and fucking uh, demon summoning occult shit. And a freaking slamming soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, that soundtrack's so good. <laughs> Which, it's it's why, like, the advanced games bum me out. Because it's a little more, good. It's, a little, it's a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a little here, more cartoony. Here, here, it's a little, here, little lighter. Here. Here's the fun part, though, is that my introduction to the Tactics franchise was through the uh, Tactics Advance. And I thought that game was freaking fantastic until I got around to playing uh, the one for the PlayStation. I thought you were going to be like your introduction was uh, Paulo and I playing it at college on the friggin' projector. No, <laughs> no I, I'm I'm with uh, Matt here. My introduction to the Final Fantasy Tactics series was in advance, and I still can't really shit on it just because it's Final Fantasy Tactics on the go. Like, yeah. like the yeah. story isn't nearly as good, but the gameplay I still like really enjoyed. Just because, like, I'm, I'm going to play my Game Boy and play, like, a mission in tactics. I mean, just... that was the joy of that is the fact that the game itself, like, the game itself, the game, the gameplay is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. It's just so solid, so good. The building up of the characters, like, you get attached to, you like, your random, oh. your random characters. <laughs> Fucking no, randomly no. generated jobbers that show up. And then they, they aren't <laughs> jobbers anymore. They are your main event. <laughs> no, no. They get, now, see, here's the thing. The, those tactics games introduced me to the world of uh tactical rpgs yep yes and eventually i fell into xcom which i started off with the reboot from 2011 but that game is even worse because like your units can have panic attacks if you do dumb shit with them on the field (laughs) oh my god Yeah. yeah 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 like you know if like okay you know like this is my top guy you know i know he can take out these three guys here but you put him in between three guys and he's like oh no and he starts to go ah, ah and, he, and he might take a grenade and throw it at the rest of your team yep. like you don't know what he's going to do is totally random and then yeah and then what you do if you're a total masochist like me is you name every one of your new recruits and you you come up with stories in your head for them so it's like <laughs> oh no that's jim shit 
I thought you, know, you were going to be like, I name them all after my friends and feel really bad when they die. Like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, I yeah, mean, no, Nielsen yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. shout outs to Nielsen. But then you have like XCOM, then you have like advanced wars, which isn't as RPG ish, but it's still turn-based on a ton of fun. Yep. And then the game I've been sinking a lot of time into these days is Battletech. I don't which know anything about that. It's, it's the uh, tabletop version of Mech Warrior. I mean, going back to Max, Xenogears had Max in it. So it Square, it's true. It is true. Square, <laughs> oh. give us Xenogears again. Yeah, give it, please. Just do just, it. Just, just do it. Do it again, and then just throw some money at this too. Throw some money at this. Just two. finish. Go find. Go find. Sorry, we're just gonna go on and on about Xenogears. Yeah, no, we stop. are. No, no, we're doing it. No, 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 it's with, happening. Like, with like, modern, when, with modern games, you won't need a disc too, Ed. That would be absurd. <laughs> no, you just pay, you just pay for the DLC. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what the DLC stands for. Disc two. <laughs> so you know how I, I was, you know how I was just saying that I, I wasn't looking to pay sixty dollars for a game that came out in two thousand two that looked like it came out in two thousand two. Yeah, I would easily pay for a finished version. <laughs> I would pay sixty dollars easily. I mean, that is for aesthetic. a finished version of Xenogears. The, the, <laughs> the aesthetic of Xenogears these days, if you're into that holds up it's so good dude yeah. the mm. mechs look so good the mechs look so good the, the sprite animation is oh great god the sprite I'm animation for that i'm a sucker for that combat like the, 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 combat the, the button is, combination yes yes i love it so much that and combat it's, it's funny because like i remember uh borrowing your copy in college and only got like most of the way through and uh -huh. for whatever reason just never finished it um but i played it again semi-recently like within the past 10 years it's so good still so good like, I know Disc 2 is unfortunately just an unfinished game, but it's still so good. There's scenes, though, that I'm just like, I wanted to see this. Like, <laughs> when, like, most of your team gets, like, captured and they're all, like, crucified on the planet or whatever, and you got to go save them. And they're just our main characters just in a rocking chair, just narrating it to you. And you're like, no, but I want to see this fight. Here's the problem. <laughs> On uh, a loose copy of that game of the American version, mm -hmm. uh, goes sells on average for seventy three bucks. <laughs> wow, that's for a black, more dollars for for a black label copy. For a <laughs> that, green label copy, it's fifty bucks. That's oh. ten less dollars than so, I was willing to pay so for a finished version of that game. For people who, <laughs> don't, who people who don't know, a black copy is the original release. The green label copy it stands for greatest greatest hits. hits. Cause yeah, that, yeah, because that game got a very limited run in the states, and then it got a re-release as greatest hits. Yeah, because that game sold very well off of the. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those piggybacking off of um, Final Fantasy Seven. Mm, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. it, it was a huge JRPG boom at that point. Yeah, like I, I remember they were trying to push Dragon Quest Seven really hard too because it was an RPG and it had the number seven in it. Also, Japan mm. was like, "Yo, but Dragon Quest though." Yo, but Dragon Quest though. Dragon Quest though. Dragon Quest Seven was okay. It wasn't that good. I never played it. I played a little bit. Was Nine the one that was on the DS for the three DS? Yes, think so. I yeah, played I a little know. bit of that. It seemed pretty good. Everyone I know that's a big Dragon Quest fan tells me Four is the game to play. Yeah, no, that's true. Four, Four is like the like the one even though it is weird because it's a jrpg where you have uh cpu controlled like teammates so you only control one person and the cpu does everything else that's weird so it's kind of like a precursor to like what like Something square like would later do with like final 12? fantasy 12 or yeah. final fantasy 13 or 15 what to be or fair or 15 yeah what to be fair 12 was designed by the same guys that did tactics that is true yeah. it also takes place in the same world you yes. know what that you know what that's the other thing that gets me with all the other games that are based in Ivalice, except for uh Vagrant Story. Because Vagrant Story still carries that like kind of dark and more adult tone. Uh every game after that ends up taking place in this like light, fun, almost cartoony version of Ivalice, and it's kind of a bummer. That upsets me very much so. I mean and I I mean I, I just want more like I, I want more of like Ivalice from the first tactics because in one the 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 occult shit is fun, but I also like the like is this the future? Like was there like a civilization that was super advanced that I'd somehow died out? Because there's a bunch of weird tech that pops up later in the game too. I mean, I kind of I kind of feel like that's kind of where JRPGs started to fall off on the mainstream is because you know after like the early 2000s it started to get a lot brighter and then you get into like the craziness of like the uh some of the atlas games and like uh like i know i know you're a fan of uh persona 
Oh, Persona's super solid. I love Persona. I I have no like it's to me. I just see it as like I got to play as a Japanese high schooler. No, I'm good. According bro. <laughs> according to that one, yeah, I, that's I, fair. I, that that trope kills me. Uh, but according to that one wrestling fan a couple weeks ago, uh, Persona Five sucks. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. that sign is beautiful, especially out of context. <laughs> what a what a hot take, right? Uh, Persona Three was good. I enjoyed that. Persona Five was good. I I just I love the the, the aesthetic is very good. I love the soundtracks. Yes. The world's pretty neat. I love the ideas of. Uh, Did I, I ne- forget what it's called in Persona Three and Five? But like the other world that you go into. Did right. we never get a Persona 2 in the States, or was that we did. one? We did. Uh, I think we got both, but they were like, it was one of those kind of slid under the radar because they were almost, I don't want to say like direct translations, but they didn't really get like a lot of the uh, the flair that other JRPGs at the time had. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Because yeah, again, it was A, it was published by Atlas, and especially yeah. back then they were notorious for, you know, pushing out like 100,000 copies to the States, yep. and that's it. Yep. <laughs> Um, so Atlas, in, in, if you're into retro games like I am, Atlas games have a notorious reputation for if if you're at a swap meet and somebody's selling it for 10 bucks and it says Atlas, just freaking buy it because it's worth money, even if it's a bad game. Yeah. Oh. See, I, I feel bad because I dropped off of JRPGs probably after Final Fantasy 12. I'd say 10 for me, yeah. I just I don't get, have the time to play them. That's the other thing. I don't have the time to play them, but I did play a lot of Western RPGs afterwards. Yeah. So, like, the Skyrim that just just became my life for a good couple <laughs> yeah. of months, 10 years. It, it'll do that. Yeah, Skyrim will do that. Too. Um, Hell, Fallout, you, Fallout you, 3 and 4. New oh, Vegas. Really four, New Vegas, yes. Hell, you still play World of Warcraft. See, but World of Warcraft doesn't... It's an MMORPG. It's a completely different thing. And it's part of the still, reason that I stopped... Playing Warcraft was because it became a job and I didn't get to see the stories that I wanted to really kind of play. And I no longer had like the same people that I played with. I don't know. I, I, even now I have the, my, my subscription, but I, I rarely get on. But definitely like, for example, like the Mass Effect trilogy. I'm sorry. Those games are classics for me. <laughs> I really need to give those a go. You do. Yeah. You really do. I played one like years ago and then I think the computer I was playing it on died. I like the laptop. So oh. like I never have haven't gone back to it. Mass Effect Mass Effect is one of those games where I didn't care for anything about the game. I didn't care about the main storyline. I didn't care about the combat, but I had so much damn fun just going around the Citadel, talking to all the various different creatures and like tell me more about this lore. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything else in this game. I just want the lore. The lore, lore of Mass Effect is so so good so rich so in that i absolutely i'm totally with you matt on that like yeah just, well and that's part of the reason that i kept playing was because you could have not just the in-depth conversation not just the conversation with the people at citadel but the relationships with their characters because all your characters are also like they're aliens or they're uh, humans that you've met and they all have their own backstory they all have their own history and they're all very well fleshed out I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't romance Garrus, so I turned the game off and uninstalled it. <laughs> I mean, you could romance him in the second and third one, I believe. Oh, that's a thing in the second and third one. But you, like, you gotta keep, <laughs> you gotta keep playing, man. Come on, good man. <laughs> I, I will say, I will say. So he is my like. He is my best friend in that game. He is my boy. When he comes back in the second game, all scarred up, I'm just like, yes, Garrus. Yes, I need more of this. He is my boy. But like every every one of those games, like I could. I love those games. I love those games. And it's part of the reason that I can't play the remaster as much as I would like, because I also am very attached to my first run through of those games. <laughs> yeah, you have to make new choices. Oh, you couldn't uh, port the save over? No, you can't port the saves. from. It's a, it's, it's an entirely new version of the game. Wait, so oh, I mean, couldn't sucks. you just make the same choices? I don't remember <laughs> some of the choices I made, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. And I'm terrified of screwing up. And because because if Garrus dies, I'm not playing the game anymore. Couldn't you just like <laughs> if certain characters make a save die, and then d- 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 dude and then just reload it? I, oh, that's they, save scum. Don't that's, do that. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't but bring you, myself to do but it. You, but you just said you don't want him to die. Yeah, exactly. But you have to live with your choices. The thing is, you have to live with your choices, dude. There is a there is a there is a in the in spoilers for Mass Effect Three. Anyone who hasn't played it, okay? Yeah, I haven't. There is yeah. there is a um. <laughs> A scene in the third game where you have to pick between an entire civilization of people or one of your closest companions. And you were like, fuck that civilization. Garrus is living. (laughs) Not Garrus, actually, but 
but, but can yeah, I but just you tell you, I, I got lucky. You would commit genocide. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thought has crossed my mind about whether or not I would commit genocide, and I might. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> is, that, is that a general statement? <laughs> for a friend, mate. It's all for good reason, guys. It's okay. Oh, good. <laughs> it's all for Garris. The ends justify the means. Oh, good, good, good. I was gonna it's talk, okay I was because gonna we're like... talking about video games. It's fine. Oh, guys. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was and a vi- like... Yeah, I'd commit genocide in a video game. Yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic gamer move for the question that's, mark. That's a, that's, a, that's a big gaming hours here. We got Paolo's a big gamer. I'm, I'm he's exposed I'm himself. I'm ready to end the episode on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if anybody else remembers the Breath of Fire series, but like... Oh, Breath of Fire was so good! Yeah, but, pa- but Paolo's, Paolo's just big gaming on us. How We can't match his energy. No, we can't do no, it, guys. There's so many. Okay, I hate this because <laughs> there's so many other games we need to talk about. The Breath of Fire series. Um, Legend of Dragoon was a game that came out for the PlayStation. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, that game owns. Just go back and play games from 1997, 1998. You know guys. what? Paul, 96. It's, it sounds like we need to do a part two of this. <sighs> we might have to. Dun, dun, dun. Don't, guys, don't commit genocide. Don't. Commit genocide. <laughs> don't. Yeah. I'll, if you take away anything from listening to this podcast <laughs> in general, just don't ever commit genocide. Yeah, like, don't be an eco terrorist. That then don't commit genocide, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're thinking about committing genocide, even if you just unsubscribe right now, don't listen to us. We don't want you to listen to us because <laughs> honestly, yeah, we don't want that energy around us. We don't. We don't condone that. We don't. We anti condone it. Yeah. What does that mean? Nothing. Fuck you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All of the music that you have heard is the song Dance Rock off the album Descent of the Goober Monster by Jesse Spillane. It is licensed under Attribution 4.0 International CC by 4.0 license off freemusicarchive.org. If you have a question, a topic you would like us to cover, or simply wish to tell us all of the facts that we have screwed up, feel free to email us at laymansguidetothemultiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit us at our website at laymansguidetothemultiverse.com.